بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد كتاب أنزلناه إليك مبارك ليدبروا آياته وليتذكر أولو الألباب Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says a blessed book that we sent down upon you that they may contemplate his signs and those possessed of intellect may reflect. So uh, we start this session today with the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who revealed the pure and unblemished book upon his most blessed servant and he made the Quran a code for this life and the next life. Uh, praise and blessings be upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the living manifestation of the Quranic teachings and also peace and blessings upon his family, his companions and his followers until their last day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala include us among them as well. Um, what we understand from this life is because the Quran is given to us by our creator and the creator of this entire universe and the nourisher. That's why the most beneficial way that we've learnt uh, is that a Muslim can spend his time, uh, his or her time in this world uh, by living the Quran, by living the Quran. The Quran is to be lived. So the best time that a person can spend in this world that will count in the hereafter, that will be recognized in the hereafter and that will be of value in the hereafter will be the time that they have lived with the Quran. And um, that the way you live the Quran is you, you live the Quran through reading it through reflecting over it and then you apply the meaning, you apply the message, you apply whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is said to us in every aspect of our life including in our daily interaction with others. So our life becomes Quran. If we live properly as uh, the Sharia, as Islam wants us to live, that's living by the Quran and that's one of the most amazing achievements that anybody can do in this world because that's what the Prophet ﷺ did and that is what the Sahaba aspired to do and that's what they were successful in doing so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us successful in doing that as well now in this regard what I want to mention is that the Quran is a light from the illuminator of the heavens and the earth Allahu nuru samawati wal ard Allah is the is the light of the heavens and the earth. He is the illuminator of the heavens and the earth. Any light that we have, whether it's physical light or light as guidance and what to do and what not to do, all of that is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he's the provider of all types of light. All of that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Quran is one of the main lights from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we don't have that in our life, then there's that darkness. That's what it would mean. So the Quran is a light from the illuminator of the heavens and the earth. And through this, he guides us in this regard. And the other thing is that you can, you can say that the Quran is actually a comprehensive manual for humanity, a comprehensive divine manual for, uh, for all of humanity. Now, to underscore this, this is not something I'm claiming, this is something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I've always been struck by this hadith. This hadith is absolutely amazing, right? This is what the Prophet ﷺ said in one very, very comprehensive hadith. Now listen to it carefully. He says, the Qur'an is the detail of what came before you. So he gives you history of what the relevant points of the past. It is the news of what is to come after you. So it has the future. And it is a judgment for what happens between you. It's the criterion. 
It is the judge of what's going on today, how we live by it, what's right and what's wrong and who is correct and who is not correct. It is decisive without jest. It is serious in the sense. It is decisive. It is decisive and it doesn't waffle here and there. It, it is without jest. Any tyrant who abandons it, Allah will crush. This is what the Prophet ﷺ said. And anyone seeking guidance from other than it, Allah will leave to stray. If you want to go and look for guidance elsewhere, go ahead. But then you will be left to stray. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protection from that. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, It is the firm rope of Allah. In Arabic, the concept of rope of Allah means that when you hold on to the rope of Allah, Allah will take you into Allah will take you into his happiness and his satisfaction. So that's the way of success, that you have a rope. You're a drowning individual, and if you have a rope, then you can, you can survive. So it is the rope of Allah. It is the wise admonition. It's full of wisdom, and that's the way it teaches. That is the way that it advises. And it is the straight path. That's what the Prophet ﷺ said. Then the Prophet said, it cannot be distorted by desires. People might want to distort the Qur'an to conform to what they claim and what falsehood they want to propagate, but it can't be distorted by desires. The Qur'an has never been changed in over 1400 years. It's maintained its exact same authenticity and its credibility. Nor can tongues be in a bind over it. It is easy to read. It is easy to read and you can't be in a bind over it. The scholars, the true scholars never have enough of it. You can never get tired of the Qur'an. There's so many, there's multiple facets of the Qur'an. The, the Qur'an has so many ways of studying it. So many different things for which you can look into it. There's so many things that you can explore in the Qur'an. Whether it's the, the jurisprudence in the Qur'an, whether it's the wisdoms in the Qur'an, whether it's the the future, the past, success, failure, the various different themes, whether it's the style of the Qur'an, whether it's to understand who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, what He wants from us. There's just multiple things. And literally for every year of your life, every year of your life, every Ramadan of your life, this is what scholars used to do. They used to look at the Qur'an from a different perspective, for, a different, for, 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 for different secrets, for different things to be revealed to them. One scholar literally spent the whole Ramadan in just focusing on the rhetoric of the Qur'an, on how beautifully it had been composed and what was the amazing features of that rhetoric. Just an entire month of the, uh, was spent just doing that. He must have done a lot of other things before he decided to do that. That was one juz a day, subhanAllah. And as you know that we went through uh, just trying to explain a juz in an hour uh, a few years ago, which you can find online. So that's why he's saying that Scholars would never have enough of it. And it does not become dull from rep, re, repeated recitation. There's other things that if you read them, you get tired of them. But the Qur'an, because of the way it's composed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the various different stories scattered through it, carefully placed in each of those uh, instances that it has been placed, and the way it keeps changing the targhib and tarheeb, the, the persuasion and the dissuasion, uh, when he speaks to you directly, when he tries to, uh, when he engages you, when he prohibits, when he uh, chides, when he uh, encourages, and so on and so forth. You can never have enough of it and it can never become dull from re repeated recitation. And its marvels never end. That's what the Prophet ﷺ said. Uh, then after that he said, it is what the jinn heard, 
it is what the jinn heard and were moved to proclaim. I'll, I'll mention the exact hadith of this jinn uh, of these jinn later on, but it is exactly what the jinn heard and they were moved to proclaim indeed we have heard a wonderful recitation they just had to confess that and declare that which guides us to the straight path whoever speaks according to it has spoken the truth because the quran is just fully truth and whoever acts on it is rewarded so speaking is the truth speaking uh, from the quran is the truth and then acting upon it is rewarding and whoever judges by it will be just. So anybody who judges by what the Quran judges, judges, then they will be just because the Quran is just. And whoever invites to it has guided to the straight path. This is a hadith that Imam Tirmidhi, Imam Tirmidhi, the great Imam Tirmidhi, has transmitted. So now, uh, what we're uh, what we what we've just discussed today is uh, the beginning of a series. Uh, of a number of uh, short lectures on the Quran and uh, what, we're, what we're really absolutely honored uh, to be doing today is to be speaking uh, and reading from a very very interesting book right and this is a book called Ma'al Quran al-Kareem in Arabic it's called Ma'al Quran al-Kareem in Arabic you know here you can see a you can see a picture of it this is a book that uh, white thread is absolutely honored to be publishing it's it, it is i think our first book exclusively on the quran right out of we've been uh, we've been around for you know nearly two decades uh, nearly two decades uh, or probably over two decades actually and this is our first book that's exclusively to the quran we're very excited to be publishing this and uh, this is a book called ma'al quran al-kareem by this really great one of the greatest of the Egyptian Qurra, one of the greatest of the Egyptian Qaris of the last, uh, you can say, uh, hundred years. And his name was Qari Mahmud Khalil al-Husari, Mahmud Khalil al-Husari, uh, contemporary, uh, maybe slightly older than Sheikh uh, Qari Abdul Basid, which many of you must have heard of. And you probably have heard of Qari Mahmud uh, Khalil al-Husari. He's got this really, really powerful but very simple way of reading with full tajweed. Right? And a lot of people use him to, to, to learn from, to get uh, the pronunciation right. So we've published uh, multiple books on uh, theology, hadith, jurisprudence, spirituality, invocations. So we're feeling very, very fortunate that uh, uh, we get to publish this book. Uh, mashallah, there's a, a really fine um, uh, scholar. Uh, he, he's still, mashallah, studying. He's originally from America. But he lives in uh, different parts of the world and his name is Ustad uh, Nuh Saunders Allah bless him, Allah protect him uh, they offered us this book uh, because they had he and his Darul Qurra team had uh, decided to translate this book mashallah because it's a very very succinct book on, on many of the most important aspects of the Quran and he offered it to us for publishing and we got really excited Alhamdulillah uh, we, we've, uh, we've published this book now let me tell you a bit about the author Right. Let me tell you a bit about the author uh, of this book of Ma'al Quran Al-Kareem, which essentially means with the Noble Quran. So the translation is with the Noble Quran. Like, what do you do with the Noble Quran? Let's spend a few moments uh, with the Noble Quran. So in that regard, this is who Sheikh Mahmud Khalil Husari. Sheikh Mahmud Khalil Husari was born in 1335 Hijri, and he died in 1401 Hijri. Right, 1401 Hijri. So that's about about 40, just over 40 years ago, he died. Right. And he was born in 1335 Hijri. That is essentially, he was born in 1917, 
right? 1917, and he, he died in 1980, right? So 1980. And he is literally one of the most uh, well-known and influential Egyptian Qadis. I would say that you've got a few Egyptian Qadis that are well-known, right, by everybody. Sheikh Abdul Basit probably is at the head of the list. Then you've got uh, Sheikh Al-Manshawi, right, very, very famous, uh, Allah bless them all. And then you've got Sheikh Khalil Al-Husari, among many others. And then there's a number of uh, more recent ones, right, who have become very, very uh, widely uh, uh, known by everybody, especially with tube, uh, YouTube and everything. So um, he is considered to be, Sheikh Khalil al-Husari is considered to be widely acclaimed for his very accurate and beautiful recitation of the Qur'an. Right? From the tender age of four, mashallah, from the tender age of four, he entered the Qur'an school. And uh, as, as many people do, they go into the maktab around that age. And by eight years of age, he'd already memorized the Qur'an. Now that's an achievement, you know, not many people get to do that, alhamdulillah. He managed to do that. And at 12, he entered the religious institute, a special religious institute, and learned the 10 qiraat. So the 10 um, variant recitations. That was at Al-Azhar University. So he, he studied that there. And then after that, he went to this famous Ahmadi Masjid, right? The Ahmadi Mosque. And that's a mosque where, which was well known at that time for its qira'a. And many of the chief qurra, the chief qurra is a plural of qari, essentially, reciters, they would go there. A very privileged destination uh, for students who sought knowledge of the recitation of the Quran. It was under uh, supervision of some really eminent uh, scholars of the Quran at that time, such as Sheikh Mustafa Mustafa Al Murawij. So uh, the Sheikh Husari spent many years there studying, and then after that, ultimately acquiring his. Uh, in those days, it was called a bachelor's degree in Quranic recitation, <coughs> right? And then. Um, he, you see, there's, there's a lot of uh, different types of Egyptian Qurra and they have different styles. Now, I, I, I'm just going to quote to you what one of the, the sheikhs of Azhar, one of the imams of Azhar of the time, Sheikh Mahmoud Shaltut. Many of you may have heard of him. He was a very famous uh, scholar of the time. Uh, this is what he says about Sheikh Al-Husari's uh, recitation. He says that Sheikh Husari is an, uh, is an excellent reciter who fears Allah in his recitation. Now, when I, when I saw that part, that's, you could say, is the distinctive point about this. We're not saying that others don't uh, fear him, but with Sheikh al-Husari, it, you can actually feel it. You can usually sense it, that this man is reading with a certain reverence and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is what Sheikh um, Shaltut says. He says that, Sheikh Husari is an excellent reciter who fears Allah in his recita recitation and adheres to the methodology of our pious predecessors in reciting the Book of Allah Most High, never deviating from it. He's not there to create new styles and to do uh, strange stuff or cringy stuff or, you know, uh, j just to kind of wow the people or just to make them, you know, jump up and down. But he really sticks to the rules but makes it beautiful nevertheless you know, while using just the proper tajweed. So he adheres to the methodology of our pious predecessors in reciting the book of Allah, never deviating from it. His recitation fills the hearts with tranquility, peace and calmness and opens the gates of guidance and the true faith for his audience. We'll leave a link to one of his uh, recitations. I personally love that recitation. It's just amazing. The way he does it so, so wonderfully and it just makes you feel so wonderful. So inshallah, we'll leave the link uh, below for this. Right? Now, uh, it says that th there's no surprise that when he came onto the radio, uh, uh, Egypt, uh, um, uh, on the radio in Egypt, uh, there was a Quran competition 
so that's when he, when he first came on in 1944. And uh, his unique uh, recitation, it compelled the judges to admit that his skill set surpassed the giants of recitation at the time. Right? The likes of the famous Qurra of the time were Sheikh Muhammad Rifa, Sheikh Ali Mahmoud, Sheikh Abdul Fattah, Shashai, right? And uh, when his voice was broadcasted for the first time on, uh, on Egypt radio, he immediately received respect for his unique style and application of the rules of recitation. He says that people would come from all over Egypt to listen to him. So I'm going to leave you a sample, a very soothing recitation. I find it very, very soothing, right? And uh, you, can, you can feel the peace permeating every part of your body, inshallah. Um, not only was uh, Sheikh Husseini though just the master of Quranic recitation, but he devoted his entire life uh, to learning and teaching all sciences uh, pertaining to the Noble Quran. And thus he wrote many, many books on the subject of the Quran as well. And they were published. And um, the Supreme Council of Islamic Affairs actually published some of his works and distributed them as far as I understand. He wrote more than, uh, particularly about the Quran, he wrote more than about 11 books on the Quran, including Ma'al Quran al Karim, which is this book uh, that, uh, that we're telling you about right now with the Noble Quran. Another one is called As Sabil al Muyassar fi Qira'at al Imam Abu Ja'far. And th these are, uh, then he's got one on Riwayat Warsh, Ahkam al Qira'at al Quran al Karim, uh, Al Qira'at al Ashar. So he's got multiple grams. I'm not going to go into all of his books, they're mainly related to the various different recitations, and I think that suffices for us. So, alhamdulillah, we're able to publish this book, right? This very refined, it's a very, very good translation done by Ustad Nuh and his team, the Darul Qurra. And uh, the beauty of this particular, of this, then there's a lot of books out there about the Quran, right? I mean, we're not the first people to publish books on the Quran, mashallah, we're actually quite behind. But we feel very honored to actually publish this book, right? Because, la ilaha illallah, the beauty of this book, right, is in the author's comprehensive a compilation of Quranic verses, prophetic hadiths, and opinions of the traditional scholars on some of the main issues, right, surrounding the Quran. Like, it will probably deal with many of the main issues, right, relating to the Quran. I mean, it doesn't go into the intricate discussions of uh, Usulul Tafsir and Usulul Quran uh, that we uh, did about two years ago. You can find those lectures online. Right? But this is more about the Qur'an in general, right? just how any normal person would be able to just much better value the Qur'an, understand its significance and learn its etiquette. So he, get, he brings together all of the, you know, the verses, the hadiths and opinions of the traditional scholars on this, which is very, very illuminating. In 10 chapters, the book has 10 chapters, he effectively covers the superiority of the Qur'an, uh, the etiquette, the rewards, the virtues of listening, Virtues of reciting, virtues of memorizing, the correct method of uh, recitation, right? Uh, the re the, uh, then he goes into some specifics like the, the rulings of using melody, right? Uh, a specific melody or maqam or something like that. And a lot of people are quite curious about that. What's his opinion about that? And he talks about, are you allowed to cry out of the fear of Allah when reading the Quran. I mean, I'm assuming you can, right? Of course you can. And the warning against, he talks about the warning against forgetting the Quran along with a satisfying discussion on its seven variant readings. So 
that that's essentially what this uh, what what this book is about and i'll uh, leave a link uh, for you if you want to order this uh, uh, if you want to order this book i'll leave a will leave a link below uh, for you to do that inshallah so there you go this is uh, what we're speaking about and inshallah we're going to be covering we're going to be covering uh, this book inshallah and jazakallah uh, khairan assalamu alaykum uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act to get further an inspiration an encouragement persuasion the next step is to actually start learning seriously to read books to take on a subject of islam and to understand all the subjects of islam at least at their basic level so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us uh, and that's why we started uh, rayyan courses so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time especially for example the islamic essentials uh, course that we have on there the islamic essentials certificate which you take 20 short modules and at the end of that inshallah you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in islam and you'll feel a lot more confident you don't have to leave lectures behind you can continue to leave uh, you know to listen to lectures but you need to have this more sustained study as well jazakallah khairan assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh